It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Another very big story, and I suppose more pertinent and, and certainly when it comes to our safety and the future of security in the country, the Garda Representative Association has been in the press for all the wrong reasons of late. But is the organisation out of step with its members, the rank-and-file Gardaí? Mick Clifford has been writing about this extensively for the Irish Examiner and he joins me now. Morning to you, Mick. Morning, Irish. Mick, in in Saturday's Examiner, you say it was also different five years ago when the former senior RUC officer took up the role as commissioner. Uh, Drew Harris was appointed to oversee a major programme of reform. Wouldn't you agree that's what he's actually doing? He's completely reforming the Garda Siakana. Yeah, that, that's true, Gard. I mean, he a small bit of background. Like that came as a result of a culmination of a number of scandals in the Gardaí over thirty odd years. The final one being the Morris McCabe case, which I think most of your listeners will probably be aware of. Following that, the government decided to set up a commission in the future policing. They produced what was going to be a blueprint for the professionalisation of the Gardaí in in a way that's fit for policing in the twenty first century. And as you say, he was brought in from the outside, I think it's fair to say that it was considered that the issues had kept arising to such an extent that they felt the best thing was to bring somebody in from the outside. Now, he has begun that programme of reform, most definitely, uh, in various ways, but I mean, there are a couple of issues around it. The big one that has come up with this uh, vote of confidence is the roster, and to be fair to Drew Harris, all he wants to do is implement a roster that was agreed prior to the pandemic and that was that then was changed to suit policing within the pandemic. But the Garda Representative Association want to retain that. Now, on one hand, as we know, we all in the workplace have reassessed things after the pandemic and particularly with a lot of working from home and that. And presumably there's a feeling in the Garda that the work-life balance demands that they keep the same roster. As opposed to that, Drew Harris is the man with whom the buck stops. He believes the best interest of the public of the old roster, and that is where a big problem lies. But apart from that, if that was the only issue, it would be one thing. But everything I sense from talking to Gardy is that morale is on the floor for a number of different reasons, and a certain amount of these have to do with the manner in which Drew Harris is bringing in his reforms. Mm. Just to go back to the roster, Mick. The, the, the current roster which came out of COVID is four 12-hour shifts on, four days off. So you, you start a shift either at 7am or 7pm, isn't that right? 
Yeah, that's it. And I mean, like, it was put to me like this by one guard, and, you know, it, it varies for different elements of, of the organization. But take, for instance, some of the detectives or some of the armed support units or any of the, the guard element that are armed. And, you know, they, they're going to be called to situations um, that demand high concentration, everything that they're trained for in that scenario. Well, the way it was put to me, to say you're a Garda and you're on the fourth of those 12-hour shifts, mm. and say it's the, 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 the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., just for the sake of it, which is perfectly, you know, to be accepted for at least half the force at any one time. Anyway, say it's that. And you're coming to the end of that. And remember now, you're talking about a scenario, any of us who work nights know that you, you, your sleep patterns are such, you're going to be awake at a certain time. When you're coming to the end of your 12-hour shift, on the fourth one in a row, and your sleep patterns for four days have been such that you'll inevitably be awake for a good few hours before you go to work. Are you at optimum level to meet any kind of threat or to be there to protect the public security at that level when you're working that kind of a shift? And that's the way it was put to me by a Garda now himself. And he suggested a question could be raised about that and therefore is it in the best interests? Now, that's only one element of the Gardaí. As we know, most of the Gardaí are not armed. But you could apply that to other areas that don't necessarily involve firearms and whether or not it is the best model in terms of public safety. Now, to be fair to the guards, you have to also see that no more than huge chunks of the population, they are reassessing that work-life balance. And to them, this is a far a better scenario in that regard than the six, eight-hour shifts followed by four days off, which six, eight-hour shifts by four days off, Garrett, doesn't sound too bad either, to be honest with you, I'd suggest to a lot of workers, but there's definitely an issue there, and there's, as of now, there's no sign of them bridging it. I mean, yesterday it was announced that the GRA and the Commissioner and the Minister for Justice are going to sit down and talk about it, and there was also a suggestion that even when the changeover happens, I think it's on the 6th of November, that the Guardian might continue with the old roster. And that would be a major issue. One other element to that, the Association of Guard Sergeants and Inspectors, which obviously are far less, but there's maybe 2,000 of them, I'm not sure, but they've agreed to revert to the old roster, which right. is interesting in itself too. And are, are they... When you say now these are the inspectors and the sergeants, am I right in thinking that they they want yes. they want to go back to the old roster? Well, they've agreed to. I'm not sure whether they're they, thrilled with it or not. To, yeah. but they 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 they've agreed. Um, once the, I think, as I understand it, there were certain negotiations once the pandemic ended, and out of that, it broke down between the GRA and 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 Garda management. But the AGSI, the Association of Garda Sergeant Inspectors, in the end, they agreed to go back to it. So. No, I don't know. You can argue some of them wouldn't necessarily be on, on the beat or whatever, but again, it's broken up very differently. But it, it is indicative that this is not something that the whole of the force is against. Yeah. Is the guard the force, as we know it, at breaking point? Well, <clears throat> you see, it's very difficult to, to notice because no more than any sector, Gareth, as you well know, um, everybody puts the worst foot forward in terms of their conditions. I don't know, is that part of the Irish condition? Are we worse in this country than others? But whether it be farmers, public servants, the media, whomever, we all, uh, you know, there, there, there's a large feeling among large sections that 
we've never had it so bad. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Now, having said all of that, yes, there is definitely an issue. There's an issue with recruitment and retention. One signal of that is the number of guards that are leaving the force in what was, remember, going back traditionally, considered to be a very good job, particularly if you, if you weren't fortunate enough to very high education attainment. And not only that, within the force, you could get very high education attainment. But the, the, the working conditions at a time when the economy is booming and there are other alternatives, the, the terms and conditions are not regarded as that attractive. But even at that, when you, even putting that into context, a lot of younger Gardaí in particular, they see the working conditions, the amount of paperwork that has to be done, the, 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 the state of the IT systems in some respects. And unlike their older colleagues and, and those of us who, who would have put up with some of this stuff going back a few years, they're not willing to put up with it. So there is definitely an issue over morale. Whether or not a change of the commissioner in the context of trying to modernise the force would do anything... I I would wonder. I, I, I just would wonder at this stage. Speaking of that, let's talk about the, the GRA, the Garda Representative Association. Is that still a Jobs for the Boys club? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, the case could be made that it is. I mean, for example, I had the story in the Examiner there a few weeks ago that a, um, there was a, a competition for a new general secretary of the GRA. Now, the general secretary of the GRA is paid in the region 150 grand a year. Mm. It's a very good job. It's a very responsible job. So a professional recruitment firm was brought in to oversee the process. And that recruitment firm uh, conducted interviews in the normal course of, of, of job selection and picked a guard that they believed was best qualified for the job and um, despite that it went before the central executive committee which is a, effectively the board of the GRA, there's about 33 members on it and only, only two I think are women mm. um, and they rejected it now part of the issue there is that at least three or four of those who were on that board had gone for the jobs themselves is so the, one would have thought is this, this is Damien McCarthy, I take it you're talking about, yeah? 
Yes, David yes. McCarthy, yeah. Who, who, had, who, who had would a be a well known figure. To the GRA. He was president, actually, for over 10 years. Or, he was. was he, it, uh, over he was years a public ago. face. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he was, a, he was a public face of the GRA. Very well regarded. Yeah. Public, I, from everything I could gather. And he'd been long term Garda in Dublin's um, North Inner City. And, yeah. and I, I would say, I, I would try to say as neutrally as possible, highly regarded. Guard. But one way or the other, uh, it was decided. Um, not to ratify him. Yeah. Which, when you think it was a professional, they, they, they went to the, to the hassle of, of hiring a professional firm, which constitutes in the region 30, 40,000, mm. to conduct it, and yet they did not ratify the candidate, and they started the process again, and they now have a different um, general secretary elect who's been ratified by the CEC, and starts to be ratified by a special delegate. But So it's, you, you know, you'd have to raise questions there. Is, for example, on the basic level, was that in the best interests of the 10,000 or so members that the person considered professionally to be the best for the job and a long-serving guard himself, a long-standing rep of the GRA, that he wasn't selected? Was that in the best interests of the members? And I think that's a very uh, legitimate question to ask. You know? yeah. And uh, Drew Harris now, he's another two years to run on, on his commissioner tenure. What do you think will happen after that? Does the force want to go back to a selection process where the new commissioner will come from within its ranks? That certainly seems to me to be the case. I would think so. And, and on one level, you can understand why they would want it. But then again, there are other considerations. And, and you, you can go back again that that would have been the same thing that would have arisen when Drew Harris was appointed. But to, to be fair, I would imagine, for example, whenever Drew Harris finishes, if he sees out his two years, and who knows if he wants or gets an extension, it doesn't look likely at the moment, but who knows what could change. But whenever his term ends, I would imagine it would be an open competition. It would include both external and internal uh, candidates and, and, and see who best comes out of that. But there's no doubt that this appointment, Buhar's appointment, was a watershed to the extent that, you know, and you have to say this, when I mentioned Garda scandals over 30 years, successive governments have to take a huge chunk of the responsibility for that. Because going back to the 1970s, they turned a blind eye, numerous Garda scandals. And when you have a scenario like that, impunity is going to set in. There's no question in the world about it. But it'll be back to the government in terms of uh, how they go about it, um, the next time around as well. Well, actually, the government won't be directly involved, but the, the selection process, I'd imagine, be external and internal candidates. So in two years' time, Drew Harris will will finish as commissioner. Uh, there's a huge probability that we will have a completely new government. So will that throw things into disarray again? For example, if Sinn Féin gets in, um, perhaps with co in coalition with Fianna Fáil, for, just for, for want of a better com combination, what sort of... What what's just from your own experience? How will the Garda Representative Association feel about that sort of a combination of government? I I, I don't think they have an issue with any of that. I I, I don't think they get involved in politics to that extent. Um, and uh, uh, the the old relationship between government and uh, the policing is not as it once was, there certainly is, uh, there has to be relations, but the old one is not as it once was. You know, there's the famous anecdote about um, about the Garda coming in, it was Charlie High himself told it, or Brian Lennon, that the, 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 the pub and the Garda coming in. Yeah, and, and the, the Garda coming in to clear people out after hours, and one of them turns on to him and says, do you want a point or a transfer? <laughs> I mean, 
the, th- yeah. those days are are um, are long gone. So I don't think they would get involved uh, once once they were assured as a body that um, any government coming in was entirely um, playing completely by the democratic rules as established over the last century. But I can't see a scenario where it wouldn't be. But I I I don't think that of itself. Will um will be an issue in terms of the Gardaí. Are, are you surprised by the number of early resignations? For example, I was talking to a Gardaí there uh, last week. He's thirty three. Uh, he's now decided to quit the Gardaí, and he's just going to travel the world. And there's a possibility, he says, that he may actually join the Australian police force. Yes, you have done that, and you're going back again, Gareth. To um, I mean, I, I I'm of an age when when I finished up my education, uh, you know, perhaps it was slightly changing then. This idea of the 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 the, the big if you didn't have to immigrate, which I, I did most of my classes initially, but the big thing was the permanent pensionable job. Those days are gone. Um, and they're gone in, in, in both ways. They're gone in terms of there's a certain insecurity in employment, but so gone to the extent that younger people now, uh, because of economic advances, want more from a career. And I think there's no doubt that um, the job is nowhere near as attractive as it was. It can be made attractive, even without, you know, majorly uh, involving pay as such, but if you had proper working conditions, and, and a, a theme I've heard from a number of Gardaí is, is uh, they don't express it directly like this, but what it amounts to is job satisfaction, that it's more difficult for those who are really into the job and who want to be guards to get job satisfaction. And a certain amount of that is resources and the way things have been managed for years. A certain amount of it is among older and inevitably higher up the management ladder uh, Gardaí, they, 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 they're comfortable doing things the old way and they just want to continue that way. So there's definitely a lot of issues in regards to that in terms of how things need to change. Mm-hmm. And finally, Mick, uh, I know that Justice Minister Helen McEntee has entered the ring right now and both herself and Commissioner Drew, Drew Harris have contacted the GRA for talks and I think they're hoping they'll take place next week ahead of this conference in Killarney uh, where the Gardaí will decide on what comes next, what they intend to do next. How do you think that will go? Do you think that anything will be achieved by that meeting between Helen McEntee, Drew Harris and the, the GRA? It's very hard to know, Gareth. I mean, as of now, neither of them are for turning. And in both instances, there would be a huge loss of face if there's an about turn by either the commission or, or the GRA. So you're going to have to find some kind of a solution um, that allows both of them to be relatively happy with the outcome. You know, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a, a very um, a very tricky scenario. Yeah. Michael, uh, one of our listeners says this morning, Mickey says... Uh, for Helen McEntee and Drew Harris to change the rules is a little bit like they're trying to change the rules of hurling. It's an interesting analogy. Well, to be fair, you see, I'm back again, and, and, and this is the point. People keep referencing the new roster. It is not a new roster. Yeah. It, it, no, it wasn't in for long, but it was piloted, and it had been agreed. 
by the GRA in 2019. So, uh, Helen McEntee or anyone or the commissioners are not changing the rules. They want to revert to that. The question is, has the workplace, and particularly the workplace in, in a vital area like policing, changed as a result of the pandemic to the extent that this originally pandemic era roster should be retained? Just a listener seems to think, Mick, uh, currently it's four 12-hour shifts and four days off, which is what you were saying. And th- yeah. this listener seems to think that the new roster is six 10-hour shifts and four off. Is that correct? Six 10-hour shifts? My understanding, my understanding is it's back to the eight-six. Six, six, six eight-hour eight shifts. Yeah. yeah, that's my understanding of it, yeah. yeah. Good to talk to you, Mick. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks a lot. Mick Clifford there from the Irish Examiner. Uh, interesting piece actually there in Saturday's Examiner in relation to all that's been going on. Um, I, interesting, I I, I I applied for the Guardsy actually when I left school and um, failed the medical because I had asthma. Uh, t- height-wise, yeah, perfect. I was regarded as, you know, education, pretty okay. Um, I thought Templemore but it might be beckoning, but no, they said no. Your old lungs, I'm afraid. There's the door. Close it gently behind you. But I think if if I had to make that choice, having spent the last two years working four 12-hour shifts and getting four days off that I could spend with my family and with my friends and, you know, maybe for the four days off you might catch a couple of days away if the kids are grown up, whatever. Um, that's... They're the normal shifts in factories. You look at Dell, you look at Pfizer, uh, you know, they, they do four 12-hour shifts and you get three or four days off. I sometimes think that six eight-hour shifts, that's six days in a row, you're working eight-hour shifts. To my understanding, those eight-hour shifts can differ. So one might start at seven. Uh, a day later, you could be in at nine. So, you know, it fluctuates probably not good from a sort of a balanced health point of view and then you just get the same four days off Courts 96 FM